Welcome to the Married People Podcast, where we help you make marriage real, fun, and simple. Each week, we have honest conversations about one simple thing that can make your marriage better. Because when your marriage is better, everything's better too. I'm CJ, and today I'm joined by my good friend and our resident newlywed, Afton. Hi. And our 22-year marriage veteran. He's an author, speaker, and the director of MarriedPeople.org, Ted Lowe. Hey, everybody. And today on the Married People Podcast, on this first episode of the new year... We're going to look at the question. We're asking the question, why are my words such a big deal in my marriage? This podcast is going to be so good because now that we're a year older, we're going to be so much more mature. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah. We, we, it's a new year. We're just, we're so much wiser after taking so, a little bit of break. We're so mature that we say mature. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. So that's mature. a, the advice is going to be so good now <laughs> because well, we are mature. Now yes. we're mature. Manure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're asking the question, why are my words such a big deal? Because Ted, they are right. We, we, we know that our words are a big deal intuitively, but you know, but we usually only remember that they're, they're a big deal when something happens that reminds us that we might have forgotten. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes too much sense. <laughs> and no other place that I think this happens than in our marriages. Would you agree, Ted? You're 100% correct on that one. You know, I think for all of us, or at least for, and I don't want to stereotype, at least for guys, I just remember being blown away how delicate the whole words thing was. My my mom passed away when I was 10, so it was my brother, my dad, and I. We would say we were like bears with furniture. And so mm-hmm. uh, we didn't know how to talk and we didn't talk to each other that well. And we just, it just didn't matter. We just grunted and pointed and ate, you know, a lot. And so, uh, so when I got married, I realized really quickly that Nancy Lowe did not want to be married to a bear. Um, and I do remember walked in one morning, um, and we had one mirror in the whole place, little tiny one bedroom apartment. And she walked in and she, you know, did that thing that she's been doing to mirrors, you know, at least since mm-hmm. I've known her, where she backs herself up to the mirror, uh-huh. spins her head around at 180 degrees and checks out the back of herself. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I've ever seen the back of me, but I call it the <laughs> owl. And I have since learned that the owl is followed with a question that seems to be strategically designed to get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> and she asked this simple question. She goes, do you think these pants look too tight? Mm, the classic question. Mm, and I, I was young and stupid, and I did not listen to the still, small voice of Jesus when he whispered to me, lie. <laughs> and I, I, did, I did not lie. And I said, yeah, kind of. It was, I mean, I'm talking about, And you're still married, Ted. Yeah, I just you didn't, know, I didn't it think. It is not technically a lie unless it has malicious intent. I am a very strong believer in that. So it is fine. It is 100% fine. This is is For if your wife is like, does this dress look good? Or are these, like, which shoe, like, do you like the shoes I just bought? It is 100% fine for you to just be like, I love it so much. Because it would be 100% worse if you, like, were like, oh, well, I'm going to be honest and say I don't like it. But, like, then we're just like, well, what do you know? (laughs) Which is exactly what I say, which is I hope what Nancy Lowe said. So, Afton, do you put on clothes or shoes and ask Hudson what he thinks? Yeah. Well, women do that. It's it's so mean. All we need, guys, this is the point of the podcast. 
All we need is a little affirmation, okay? We feel very confident in ourselves already, but sometimes since we're married to you, we just need like a little bit of like, I agree, you look awesome all the time, every day. Because you, yeah, like there's no chance that Nancy Lowe wants to know my opinion on her wardrobe. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Like I stopped buying her clothes long, long time ago. So wise. Oh, oh, oh. So wise. And then it always goes back. Uh, Yeah, I started to realize really quickly into marriage that truly it only takes a few words to take our marriage in a direction I I didn't want it to go. And, you know, even looking back on that day, I mean, literally it was just, yeah, kind of. It was completely harmless. Mm. I thought she was truly asking uh, my opinion. um, And... And she wasn't. She didn't want your real opinion. She wasn't. And we had her. So what did you actually say to her? Do you remember what you said? Yeah, kind of. I said, yeah, kind of. (gasps) Oh. It was literally those three words. Like, she said, do you think these pants are too tight? And you said, yeah. "Yeah, I said, yeah, kind of. of. I thought she really wanted to know because she had gotten them out of the dryer. And so I didn't know if she thought, hey, have these things shrunk up, blah, 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 whatever. And I said, yeah. And she was devastated. Uh, And I just thought. Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to be great at marriage. This is teaching me that I am going to stink at it because I <laughs> I just couldn't understand why it mattered to her so much, but it really did. Mm. Mm, man. It really did. Yeah. You guys, come on now. You got any stories? I've got a story. Go and ahead, CJ. I'm sad to say this was this is very recent. And so <laughs> it's just a foot in my mouth moment that but um we had a Friendsgiving with our small group about a month ago or whenever that was around Thanksgiving. And um and so it was at somebody's house. And so we we get there, it's you know, everybody brings something and we walk in and we're standing like we're walking in and everybody's in the kitchen and we pause for a second and Terry says you know, verbatim, uh, oh, I didn't realize this was going to be fancy. I'm wearing a t-shirt. And I don't know why, I don't know what, what was in me, but I said, I was going to say something. And, um, and it was just in that moment. And she just looked at me and said, well, I'm in a t-shirt. And so it was just that. you said, wait, you said, so she said, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I said, I was going to say something. And that was a, that was a, that was I, very rude. I didn't mean it was just an off the cuff thing, and boy, that was just standing in the foyer there saying I was going to say something, and she's in a t-shirt. She feels terrible. Was probably the worst thing I could have said um, standing in the foyer. So, anyways, we walked and put our stuff on the stove, our food on the stove, and you know, had to you know backtrack a little bit and you know apo- and apologize. Be like, I don't know. I, Totally didn't mean that. You know, that was just a careless thing I said. And I'm you're so like, sorry. You look but beautiful then, in anything, even and then, in a but, t-shirt. But the hard part about that is then the next two hours she's in a t-shirt. Yeah. And oh. we're super underdressed for this Friendsgiving because everybody was all dressed up and we just have to deal with that for a couple of hours and then debrief it later. But debrief it later. <laughs> oh but it was just and it doesn't sound I don't know if it's how bad that no, sounds. No, that actually makes me cringe. But also like I feel like if that would have been me, like sometimes I'm just like, uh, I don't really care. And then I'm like, hey, everybody, sorry, I'm in a t-shirt, whatevs. And then do you have like a Santa hat I can wear? <laughs> but And that's fine. We It probably would have just gone that direction. But the fact that I said something yeah. just mm-hmm. set it up for failure. So yeah. it's kind of like she's, I feel insecure right now. And you're like, mm, you should have. You should a little bit. Like, I, But isn't that the case though? Think about this. Like yeah. to go, we know CJ, we know your heart. We know how much you care about Terry, but it just, you're it like, just, oh, just careless thing in the moment. Yes. Like, I mean, I obviously love Terry. And if I had put two seconds of thought into that, I would not have said that, but it was just an off the cuff, oh, yeah. off the cuff thing. Mm. 
Yeah, that's bad, CJ. So, Afton, I just shared my very recent Friendsgiving story. I don't think anybody can even top yours because... Yours was it wasn't really that bad. bad. Yeah, yours is like Don't. the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Afton, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> I can't even do that. But. Okay, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Actually, when Ted was like, oh, we're going to share stories of like times that we have said something that like felt like a foot in the mouth moment. I'm like, uh, that happens to me like every day. But I picked one <laughs> specific one because Hudson makes movies. He's a screenwriter, like as a hobby and like in his spare time. So he likes to make kind of like indie films like that's just he's passionate about it and he likes to do that so and he's very good at it and yeah and he's good at it and he he like finds a lot of like fulfillment when he is doing that you know so he spent 10 days like this summer filming this movie that he wrote and then he produced it and it was like a dream project and he showed me <laughs> the trailer for it like we're all watching this trailer with like a bunch of people (laughs) and I'm watching the trailer and it was, it was so good. Like it looked great. And I turned to him and I was like, Oh my gosh, it looks just like a real movie. And apparently that's very offensive Mm, (laughs) because (laughs) like in the movie world, it's not like, you know, Oh, only real movies are like Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Like any movie is a real movie if someone created it and it's a, and it's a movie, but I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to give them a compliment by being like, "You guys did such a good job. It looks like a real movie." And they're like, "It is a real movie." Mm. And I'm like, "I oh. I know it looks like oh. it." And then I had to like totally backtrack and then I felt bad because I didn't want him to think like, "Oh, his movies are like less than real movies normally or something." It's you know? Cuz were you kind of thinking like when you first said it, like I didn't get Immediate, didn't cringe as much as mine and CJ's because yeah. I thought you're going, wow, people are spending millions of dollars on these trailers and yes. this looks like a million dollar trailer. Yeah. Was that kind of where you were? Yeah. I mean, I thought I was giving them a compliment by being yeah. like, it looks like a, a also, real but movie. But other guys were there but, too. Though. Oh yeah. Like everyone that made the movie and then they were Ooh. all just kind of like, it is a real movie. Like there's just like, we make is there's a, a real movie. there's a commonality among our stories and it's just that there was an insecurity in Nancy. There's an insecurity uh-huh. in in Hudson, there's an insecurity in Terry. And in that moment of like that, you know, that kind of fragile insecurity, we just said something a little bit the wrong way that almost validated what they felt, what they were feeling. It's like when you say, Oh, it looks like a real movie. It's like, Oh, because you almost thought this wasn't, you know, or something, you know, it's kind of like that kind of backhanded way of affirming their insecurity a little bit. How did it play out? Like you go, Oh, I said something I shouldn't like, what did it, what was the fallout? They were all like, it is a real movie. No, I was t- like, I know. With you and, and then Hudson, after that. Like- oh, with me and Hudson. Um, I mean, there wasn't like a ton of fallout. Like it was, it was kind of just like, we just talked about it later and I'm like, oh, like it's a good trailer. And he's like, yeah. You know, these stories are just a few examples of what all of us experience in our marriages. We we find ourselves saying the things we shouldn't say and not saying the things we should say. And it's just we forget the weight of our words. Isn't that right, Ted? We do. There's something seems to be hardwired into our DNA that words really, really matter. Uh, and it has since the beginning of, you know, of time. When you even think of, you know, God saying, you know, he is his word. Like you go, wow, God is coming to us through his word. Like 
that's how he manifests himself. So words are obviously very important to him. And it's also very important to relationships. We just watch what happens. And, you know, uh, the five love languages has been around forever. And one of those is words of affirmation. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not really a, a words of affirmation person. You know, I'm an acts of service. But I don't think there's any marriage that works really well that words aren't a part of that. And I don't think there's ever been a marriage that broke apart that words wasn't a huge part of that break. Mm. It's how we handled the situation. It's how we responded. Um, so they're very, very delicate. I mean, they're very, very important. Um, when we think about the three statements of, you, you know, CJ, you said, you know, I was going to say something. Afton says, oh, it looks like a real movie. I mean, yeah, kind of. It didn't come from this place of malice or hurt. Like, I really want to hurt them right now. So when they have this response to us that's big, it feels to us, if we're just thinking about ourselves mm-hmm. selfishly, yeah. it feels, we feel misunderstood. Uh, we start feeling a little bit selfish going, why can't you just give me the benefit of the doubt? I didn't mean that. And we'll even say that. I was just saying, I was just kidding. I was yeah. just tired. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean it the way that sounded, that kind of a thing. Right. And it... It's not emotionally satisfying to them at all mm-hmm. when we say we're what we've just basically said is I was careless with you mm. and we didn't mean that. So I think that's a lot of the problem is so many times when we say those things that we shouldn't, uh, we didn't mean to. And so we give ourselves a break when I think maybe we shouldn't. And that's when we have to start backing up. There's a great, great passage. I mean, I have read more books on communication than I have brain cells. Uh, but I think I landed on one verse out of Proverbs that I thought this not only tells you here's what the problem is, it gives you the solution. It's Proverbs 12, 18 says, careless words stab like a sword. Mm. So you think about that because people say now, oh, we're, we've become too sensitive to words. Our culture is too sensitive to words. And there's probably some truth to that, but we've always been sensitive to words. Mm-hmm. And to go think about this ancient passage is saying careless words stab like a sword. That's a that's a pretty big you know analogy of yeah, yeah, yeah. wow you know to say when I hurt my spouse it, it's a stabbing. And when you think about that for a minute, a stabbing is an event, and we remember events, especially the painful ones. Let's get really literal. If we any of us, <clears throat> God forbid, were to be stabbed. That would be an event we would remember forever. And when we start thinking about, think about the, you know, those painful memories, they just come with more clarity when you look back. You can just remember things. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that my mom passed away when I was 10. And I remember a couple of weeks after she had passed away, I was at a relative's house and I'd made this big mess. And my relative, I'll stop with that, walks in and gets really upset that I've made this mess. And I started to cry and I ran out of the house. And he chases me down and he grabs me by the arms and he goes, just because your mom died doesn't mean you can cry about every little thing. Wow. Right. And so that just said so much. It said, you're sad. You don't need to be sad. You don't have the right to be sad. You're making too big a deal out of things. And I remember everything about that day. I remember what mess I made. I remember where we were outside. I remember that he looked really big. I remember that it was hot. I remember that he was squeezing me too hard. Like I remember everything that, because I believe of what he said. Mm. Um, and so I think the same is true in marriage. And that's why it matters so much is we can remember those hurtful words with such clarity. Uh, and that's, you know, we've got this file. We've got this thing where uh, it really, really hurts. And so I think that we got to say, wow, you know, when our spouse married us, we put them in close proximity to, to our words, mm-hmm. to our sword. 
Uh, and that's why it hurts so much. Like, you know, you think about it, someone flips you off, you know, go, going down the road, like you go, what an idiot. If your spouse f- flips you off figuratively with their words, it's a, we're going to have a talk. This is going to yeah, matter to because yeah. they, they matter to us more than anybody, which is great. The great news is they matter to us more than anybody, and we matter to them more than anybody. The bad news is we matter to each other. So, but but Ted and Afton, feel free to jump in if you have thoughts here too. But, you know, I hear you saying all of this. You know, we, we say things to our spouse that we don't mean. We're careless. You said, you know, uh, and we remember these hurtful words with such clarity, or our, our spouse does. Sure. That's that's not totally new information. We kind of get that intuitively, but I guess the the... the rub is, okay, now what? Like, I know that my words matter. I know that I have a tendency to be careless in, you know, in what I say to Terry. And oftentimes to your point, like I feel misunderstood and then I'll, I'll give myself a break. I'll be like, well, I was tired or I had a long day or I just, I was venting. I'm sorry. You know, that kind of a thing. Right. And those aren't great excuses, right? but now what, you know, I, now what do I do? Well, I think the first thing, yeah, I think we know intuitively that our words matter, but when I talk to people that are married or they're explaining to me, you know, about their spouse, I can't say anything right. You know, they'll say mm-hmm. those, those types of things. And I was like, I think intuitively we do know that words matter, but I don't think we intuitively know how much that they matter. Mm, and that we need to wrap our arms around the fact that our words have great power to them more than anybody else on the planet. Um, that there comes with great weight. So I agree with you that we understand, most people understand a small degree, yeah. if I important, but maybe not to the full degree. No, that makes complete sense. Don't you feel like, too, that it's not really fair because your spouse can remember everything about everything about all the bad stuff you say. But when you give a compliment or you say something that is positive, it's like you kind of remember them for like that hour Mm. and then you forget like that. I feel like that even happens to me. Like Hudson will say a compliment or something Mm. and I like forget that he does that all the time. But I remember when he says something that I don't like. Well, and that's, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And it goes back to CJ's questions of now what? You know, careless words stab like a sword, comma. Thank goodness it's not a period. And this is, this is coming from the book of Proverbs. Yep, Proverbs 12, 18. Um, careless words stab like a sword, comma, but wise words lead to healing. So let's think about that for just a second. Is the same thing that we have used to hurt our spouse is the same thing that God wants to use to heal our spouse from those wounds, which are words. And after, to your point, the reason that this case of we tend to forget those other things, or it doesn't seem to matter to our spouse when we say the right things, is as wise words lead to healing. And healing is a process. And so we don't get these big event-like responses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Terry, yeah. Terry... A stabbing leads to an event. <laughs> you're going to have an event. You say those words and it turns into a big deal. And for some people that looks differently. For some people they pout. For other people they get really loud. For, there's, we have different responses, but make no mistake about it. It's a little bit of an event in our marriage. When we say the right things, it's not an event. We don't get event-like response. And so we don't get these big rewards for saying the right thing, mm. right? We don't yeah. get this. And what's rewarded is repeated. So we don't get these big events like, oh, thank you so much. I was feeling so uh-huh. insecure. And when you said it was okay for me to wear a t-shirt, I thought he is always on my team and I'll never forget <laughs> the time you told me my t-shirt was okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and Hudson's not going to remember the, oh, that's a great trailer. You guys knocked it out of the park. 
he might like that, but he's not going to go, I'll never forget when I showed you the trailer. <laughs> right. You know, and right. I could say, well, Nancy. Yeah, for sure. You know, so we don't, we don't do that. And so we don't tend to go back there. Nancy told me that I was the first person to ever tell her she's beautiful, which you guys know her is insane. And so mm-hmm. when I would. In her whole life? In her whole life. In her whole life. And so I would, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And I would get this response. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, and I'm pretty animated. So I would be like, <laughs> That's you are so beautiful. And probably this, I mean, we, this went on for years. It was probably about four or five years ago. I asked her, I said, do I say you're beautiful too much? Because it doesn't seem to matter to you. Cause you always just go, thank you. And she's like, no, I love it. And I'm like, could you Aww. alert your face? You know, <laughs> yeah. because because, you <laughs> because, and how did that comment go? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's been our joke for yeah, a long time. It's like, it doesn't seem to matter to you. She goes, no, it really does. And so this has been a healing for her over the years. And I've seen confidence in her, in her physical appearance that she has now that she didn't have when she was 23 years old when we got married, because mm. it's been a consistent thing that I've not only spoken into her, but other people have spoken into her. But it's a process and it's slow. And we, we don't live in a time that we value process and things are slow. We want things instant. You know, mm-hmm. we, we upgrade. You know, the color wheel or the hourglass comes up on our computer for more than you know, six seconds. And we're like, it's time to upgrade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's yeah. throw this thing in the... So we don't like process. So I think when we say those things, especially for ladies that you're listening, you say these things to your husband that he's maybe he even said he wants to hear you say maybe not that he's handsome that he's great at his job that you appreciate the way he provides you've probably said these things and you get a head nod maybe and you go that doesn't matter to him on the inside he's he's dancing Mm -hmm. but you don't think it matters because you're not getting an event you're Mm -hmm. getting a process like reaction does this make sense yeah Yeah. and don't you you feel like you know the couple like the couples that you're friends with that practice this really well you actually like to be around them a lot more like I have friends that just because I feel like based on who what kind of marriages you're around you like get a really great insight into Mm. what it's really you know what they're really like like I feel like I'm around friends where they're always just like you're so cute. Like mm-hmm. they'll just say stuff. It's like, the opposite to their of bickering. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. We're like, it is. It's the opposite of bickering where they'll just like make these small little comments. It's not a big deal, but they'll just be like, you're so good at that. Or, you know, like you can just tell that they, it's part of just their common practice in their relationship to just like constantly be like looking for ways to affirm the other person mm-hmm. and just like saying little things. And it's like, I, I'm around those people and I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. That's, I feel like that's what it's supposed to be like. After, I agree with you 100% that one of the most powerful ways that we affirm our spouse or use words is to talk well about them in front of other people and they're in earshot, mm-hmm. that they are hearing how we're speaking about them. And I think one of the most destructive ways is when I watch people uh, talk negatively about their spouse in front of other people. There's so many times I'll hear spouses correcting their spouse about mm-hmm. a story. You're like, 
Who cares? Who cares mm-hmm. if you said, got there at 3.30, he's saying 3.15. Let it go. Like, why do you got to fix this story? It's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely pointless. You know, when you watch, when you, if marriage truly is, as a believer, supposed to represent the relationship between Christ and the church, there's nothing more appealing than a marriage that looks like that. And marriages that look like that are one where words are used well, and not in smarmy ways, but in real ways and authentic ways. I mean, I ran a first half marathon last year at Thanksgiving. We go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. They think, I'm pretty sure they thought it was weird that I did that. <laughs> uh, I, no, I 100% know that it's weird. And so I'm trying yeah, to move on weird. from it a little bit. Nancy says, we're sitting around the table right after Grace. She goes, my husband just ran 13.1 miles. And, they're, you know, it's kind of like... They thought it was weird, but she's, you know, <laughs> she's, like she's all so cute and smiling. She is. And as much as I just like kind of wanted to move on, knowing that my <laughs> yeah, parents yeah. thought it was kind of weird. Um, it's those moments. And it's like you say, after that's so stinking. Mm-hmm. And it's so stinking easy. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just so hard to, it's easy to do. It's difficult to implement consistently. It's it's difficult to get into that hab- habit or that rhythm of, oh, I'm, I'm in small group and I'm talking to my buddies and I'm going to, I'm going to say something positive about Terry that she's going to hear while she's standing behind me talking to one of her girlfriends here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's difficult to get into that habit. And yeah, it is. And I would say too, like we joke about, I feel like we joke about this because I, I don't know if it's the phase of life I'm in or maybe this happens to everybody, but I'm 27 years old. I just got married two years ago and I feel like everybody I know is like on the brink of divorce. <laughs> like, mm. I just feel like it's happening to so many of my friends and every day it's like somebody on Facebook or somebody mm-hmm. that I thought had something great going on is like, Oh, we're separated. And like, it makes me so sad and it makes me so insecure. And mm. I just feel like the more I've been talking to my friends about it, that, you know, my close friends that I, that I'm like, what, what do we do? What do we do to make sure that that doesn't happen to us? It's like over and over again, we're like, why can't we just like, why can't everyone just be nice to each other? And I know it's not that easy. Like I know there's a lot of really complicated situations going on for a lot of marriages, but it just feels like there are so many times where if we were just kind to each other every day, like so much of that could be resolved a little bit. So that, that is, you know, I will go down fighting on my last breath on my last day to go, we've made it too complicated. Mm. We've made it too complicated. You know, Treat each other. Just be nice. Be kind. Watch your words. Because we do it, most of us, do it in every other arena with every other person, even people that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Even perfect strangers will never, ever see again. Yeah. Even the people, the ticketing thing when you check into Delta. I mean, we treat them <laughs> with great love, con- eye contact, and respect. Yeah. If somebody was mean to them, we'd probably go, hey, you know, that's not necessary. Back off. Mm-hmm. Um it, we just have to apply. We have to apply that. And I think it's little small doses that you see how much it matters. And you're like, whoa, maybe this is easier than we think. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're right, Ted. It's it's a lot of times it's easier to be kind to perfect strangers and to let our guard down and be too honest and almost too comfortable with our spouse that we forget about the weight of our words. Absolutely. When I start thinking about, okay, how do we do this? I think the the answers are in these two sentences. You know, if careless words stab like a sword, we got to be careful, which I think starts with being slow. We got to learn to slow this thing down. It's mm. those moments where we didn't pause. You know, the Bible talks about be, you know, quick to listen, 
slow to speak, like we have to slow this thing down. Radio stations, every one in the country has this thing called the seven second delay where they have seven seconds to delay something offensive going on the airwaves. I'm almost like, if we could install those as married people, I think how many marriages would, would be better. And so I think it's one of those things of, I'd say, talk kind of like people do via satellite. You ever watch people in the news via satellite? They're talking in Rio at the Olympics. Like, so how's it going there, you know, in Rio? Well, you know, it's, go, it's great. So it's just right. a, like we have to install, you know, we got to learn how to slow this thing down. Uh, and we've got to be smart. Like it can't be flattery. The same book of Bible says that flattery is evil. So this isn't flowery or flattery. This is the real stuff. Because I do find this a lot. If, if a couple's really having a tough time, I'll try to uh, meet with them individually. And here's why. Because they will typically say great things about their spouse during that time. And I'll always say, can I say that? that you said to that to me and they're like, yes. And I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many times I've said it and they either thought I was lying, trying to set that or started crying to go, why well, I didn't know they felt that way. Mm-hmm. So I think most of us see these really great things in our spouse. We just need to say them and we need to say it in a smart and authentic way. And that starts these healing things. You know, when I think about people that are bickering, like you're going, we're not the couple that, you know, if you're thinking, well, we're not, we're the bickering couple. We're not the ones that affirm each other. It always takes two people to keep a negative cycle going. Mm-hmm. A lot of times one can break it. So I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. If there's a, if there is, you know, somebody right now, go, oh, we're the bickering couple, just, just test this thing out. Like, what would it look like, you know, to say something positive? Or, you know, you're on the cell phone and you know they're in the other room. You kind of make this comment, so earshot, you know. You know, Hudson has made this movie, and I mean, they don't have a million dollars, but it looks like a million dollar movie. I can't believe Mm -hmm. this thing. They have pulled it together from the trailer to the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, to let them hear that. So I think it's being slow and being smart. So all that sounds great, uh, you know, and if you're listening to this just like me, you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Sometimes you don't know where to start, though. It's not like, you know, maybe Afton will go home and just call up a friend and start talking about Hudson's movie. But practically speaking, sometimes it's difficult to uh, find yourself in those moments and just honestly just to get the ball rolling. So like we always like to do here, Ted, we like to boil these big ideas down to one simple thing. You know, all this stuff is really, really great. You know, this verse is great. But to put some handlebars on this for us this week, what would you suggest uh, our one simple thing be to get the ball rolling in these uh, in this direction? Yeah, I say this week on the day that you're with your spouse the most, whatever day that is, keep a tally of the wise things you say and the careless things you say to your spouse. Because I think most of people, it's not an ill intent. Most of us are not getting up in the morning going, how can I say the wrong thing and make my life and their life hard and bad? I don't think, but I think it starts with this assessment of going, where am I on this continuum? Because I think a lot of times we're not as affirming as we think, especially for you nonverbal processors. Like Nancy and I, I'm a very verbal processor and Nancy, uh, she's not. And so she thinks a lot of good things, but for her, it's been Mm -hmm. a struggle to actually say those things. And so I know there's people listening, oh, I'm not really great with words and it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm awkward with it. Uh, But to start listening, you know, what, what's my tally here? You know, for this day, you know, I feel like I said two or three things that were kind of snarky or, or hurtful. And I don't think I said anything that w- that was positive and just kind of get a sense of who you are a little bit, because then it becomes the thing of when you see the look on their face uh, and maybe you just write a note or a post-it note. I mean, if, it's truly can be that 
easy sometimes to say, here's a post-it note. Thank you for going to work every day. I know you don't love your job, but thank you for doing what you do. Uh, thank you for all the chores you're doing around the house. I know you're so tired of folding all these mm-hmm. clothes. Uh, but just, it just can matter. And it is it is an awareness thing. Like it's yeah, really, it really just being aware of of what comes out of your mouth. And, and not even what comes out of your mouth. Like for just... For uh, I feel like for most of us, it's like what we're texting them throughout the day or Ooh, like something I try to do is whenever I'm like flipping through Instagram and like, you know how we just like do that all day is um, <laughs> a lot of times I'll just like send Hudson. You can like send Instagrams to like one yeah. person. So I'll like if I see something that reminds me of him or like I follow a couple like meme accounts that just like say funny things. But if I find one that I feel like applies to him or like he would think is funny or, you know, I'll send it to him like this is so you or whatever mm. and usually I mean I try to make sure they're either like funny or encouraging or you know something that would make him feel like oh she knows me or she you yeah. know likes this about me or or whatever it is like it can be something mm. simple and it doesn't have to be like sitting down and being like hey your hair looks so good today and to that point just the whole like you know you said you're you, you guys text throughout the day as I'm thinking through this one simple thing of and, and just to remind people that you know Make a list, keep a tally of the wise things you say and the careless things you say. I'm thinking like, I wonder what mine would be. And I'm thinking through the way that Terry and I communicate a lot and it's text messages and all that kind of a thing. I'm like, I wonder how much I would even put down because Mm. so much of our communication is transactional. It's like, what are we doing for dinner? It's like, what time are you going to be home? What's this? What's that? And even on days we hang out a lot of times, I mean, it's, I mean, it's more than that, obviously, but, but I'm like, I don't know how much I'm saying on either side. You know, you're just kind of like, it's just words are neutral. It's, it's yeah. What are we doing this afternoon? Where are we going for lunch here? And all of that kind of a thing. All you have to do CJ is send what's for dinner and then the next text is an all caps text that says like I loved last night when you made the chicken parmesan <laughs> that's all you have which to do which would probably be what yes <laughs> and you say that in jest but I agree with you 100% Afton 100% it is the killer you know Parmesan, whatever, the th- whatever the heck that is. Uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's these little things. That's a great point, CJ. Is a lot of times our, you know, we do have the transactional neutral words. Uh, this is kind of how we're living, but gosh, to spice things up. I and mean, this, this is the fun part of marriage. This is a great yeah. part of marriage. This is the reason that we wanted to be married is mm-hmm. to feel loved and connected. And uh, this words is such a huge part of that. Well, that's going to be a great challenge. Afton, are you gonna? Are you actually gonna do this one simple do thing? Do a tally? Yeah, a tally of the words I say. I'm gonna pick like a like a Monday when we don't really talk that much. <laughs> good, hey, perfect. Start yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you gonna? I'm gonna make Mondays better than ever. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, that's cool too. That's awesome. Yeah. Ted, do you have anything else before we close out this episode? The final thing. I, again, this is the fun stuff and the easier stuff. So there used to be this song about being a superhero, and there's there, it was like you are my superhero. Nancy Lowe has said to me, "Sounds for, like a hit." For I don't probably at least fifteen years. Anytime I'm like stressed out about something, anytime she comes in and I've done some chores around the house, I'll get a "You are my superhero." Whoop whoop! It still has the same impact. It never gets old. It matters to me every. It's every stinking time, and I don't know if I've ever told her that, and I may not. She may not know that. So. uh 
here's, you know, if your spouse, when they say those right things, let them know it mattered to you too. That's the flip side of this. Let them know it matters. That's cool. That's, That's cool. so true because remember last episode I talked about how Edson brings me coffee in the morning. Sometimes when he opens the door and I know he's about to bring coffee, I start, I start singing, did you ever know that you're my hero as he brings me coffee? <laughs> That's amazing. Sometimes you just have to, have yeah. to add a soundtrack to your own life. And then oh. Af- Afton sang to Hudson and then she put a tally in the wise, <laughs> yeah. wise yeah. Words or column that counts for three. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That one, that one was a really nice compliment. That's gonna, that's worth four tallies. Yes, that's how I'm gonna measure my tally chart. <laughs> Love it. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for having this conversation, uh, and just I think it's awesome that we can take this big idea of speaking kind words to our spouse and boil it down to something super practical and tangible. Like, hey, just start with the tally, go from there, see where you're at. Like, that is something we can all do one day this week, and that's going to be awesome. Thank you guys for joining us for the Married People Podcast. We hope that today's episode helped you realize that marriage is a little easier than you think. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to subscribe to the Married People Podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a review. Your review will help us make this podcast better and get these conversations in front of more married couples who need to hear them. And finally, for more great resources to make your marriage better, check out Ted's book, Your Best Us. You'll find it on Amazon, or you can also find it by visiting our website, marriedpeople.org. That's also where you'll find the show notes for this episode. And then join us for next week's episode. Until next time, I'm CJ. I'm Afton. I'm Ted. And thank you for listening. Thank you.